Boy, you want to talk about a game they had it all yesterday. Alabama dominates, then Young goes out, then Arkansas dominates, then Alabama reasserts itself in a way that the fans have to love if you were a fan of run the damn ball. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Even Jimmy is welcome back into Locked On Bama. I'm Luke Robinson. He's Jimmy Stein. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. That was my Chris Collinsworth slide. That's sort of famous in sports broadcasting for those that don't know. By the way, uh, sliding is something all quarterbacks at this point could work on. Milro looked like uh, he had gotten shot by a sniper. And then later on, Jaden Daniels for Auburn actually hurt him, or for LSU actually hurt himself in the Auburn game trying to slide. But that's not important. What's important right now is that LinkedIn is the sponsor of this podcast. I'm going to tell you about LinkedIn in just a bit. Second thing that's important, Alabama got a big-time win. And, yes, I say big-time win. First of all, they covered on the road in the SEC, um, something they hadn't been doing a lot of late. They covered on the road in the SEC when they lose Bryce Young, who was on pace to pass for, I mean, I'm not great at math, 1,800 yards in that game. I mean, he was, he was slinging it all over the place. Um, his receivers weren't helping him out a ton at the very beginning, but regardless, um, Young goes out, Milrow comes in. Milrow looks uh, – I, I think Milrow proved his worth. He alleviated some fears about him. Uh, he had some – yeah, he could have hit – uh, Jermaine Burton a little better on that deep pass. It's probably a touchdown if he hits him. Um, but, oh, my gosh, Jimmy, it, it, that game had everything. You know, it, what's it, what was that, Stefan on Saturday Night Live? This New York club has everything. You know, this game literally had everything. Uh, I did not have a New York club, but other than that, it did. Um, to me, I mean, there's so many things to take away from, but for me, Luke, the number one thing is – we had struggled on the road, and Bryce gets hurt, and the game's is slipping away. They scored, what, I think 23 unanswered, uh, and, and it feels like it's slipping away. And then not only does Alabama win the game, Alabama wins the game going away. Uh, I, I think a ton of credit goes to Jalen Milrow. Uh, I think the only people not wanting to give Milrow credit are people that want to judge a quarterback's uh, performance by only one facet of the game and, and I don't mean run or pass I mean uh you know he, he's he's not yet uh a fully developed pro style level passer he's not he he might be one day uh but he's not yet but there's a lot of other things that go into being a quarterback and every single time a quarterback has snapped the ball he can lose the game every time on every snap he handles the ball and can lose the game and what Milrow did best was he won the game. He not only didn't lose the game by throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball, uh, he actually made a play that helped win the game. And, and he did complete several throws, and he ran the team, and, and he led uh, that fantastic fourth quarter. Uh, I, I think it's huge for his development and maturity and confidence. And uh, I'm very confident that Alabama can win games with Milrow going forward if necessary. Uh, hopefully, uh, Bryce will be back. And uh, – you know, and, and resume his role as maybe the best quarterback in college football. 
I wonder, has Alabama ever had a quarter where they had three plays greater than 70 yards on the ground? I know the answer is no. So okay. I've already seen that. That's the first. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Here's the other thing. Look, um, number one, the fact that Bryce went out, and thankfully it sounds like he's going to be okay. I mean, the reports were coming in fast and furious uh, from from literally everybody, including A.J. McCarron, who is now in the media business, apparently. Um, Dr. McCarron had a lot of uh, things to say this week. But um, so the, the thing about Milrow, when, you know, he was put in a horrible spot. I mean, it was 14 nothing. He takes us to 28 nothing. That's great. But then he was put in a horrible spot in the sense that, um, okay, Arkansas scores right before the half. Then he does. He goes a three and out that doesn't look good. They score again because the defense couldn't get a stop, and then they have that onside kick, which was as predictable as anything on the planet. I was sitting by myself in my room and watching the game, and I said they're going to onside kick it, and I almost tweeted it, and I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to look like a fool." Dang, if they didn't onside kick it, they also blocked early and they didn't overturn it again. I'm not going to complain about officiating, even though uh, a lot of people would. Um, but I thought that that was pretty obvious to me. I can't believe they didn't overturn it. Um, but then, you know, so Milro was in this spot where all of a sudden, okay, if you're the backup and you have a 28 nothing lead, you're in pretty good shape, right? You can, you can sort of feel things out. Well, on that third and 15, when it was 28-23, he just it, – it was like something clicked. He was like, I'm just going to take off. And – to watch Bumper Pool, who is a great SEC linebacker, really get embarrassed by Jalen Milrow's speed and, and quickness uh, was fantastic. Uh, and I swear, I think this ends up being a good thing for Alabama. Milrow finally has to come into a game that means something. He has to come into a moment that means something. So this is good for the future of Alabama. I do not – Raising both hands, I don't want Bryce Young hurt. I don't want him to miss any more time. I want him on the field next week. I hope that happens. I don't know that that'll happen. We don't know yet. But I want him definitely back for Tennessee. There's no doubt about it. But I feel a lot better about Jalen Milrow at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, should Alabama have to play? We'll, we'll obviously talk about it all week on the show. So everybody tune in every day. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully Bryce will be back next week. If he's not, if we know, like right now, okay, he'll be fine going forward, but Milrow's going to be the quarterback next week against a and I, I will still be very confident that Alabama will win the game uh, and, and look fairly good. As a matter of fact, Milrow might look better uh, having a whole week being prepared as the starter and also having the coaches a full week to prepare a game plan and a script and a set of plays that, hey, with Milrow as a starter, these are the things we're going to run and these are the things we're going to do. Uh, boy, real good post. I'll give credit to uh, uh, the poster on my board, uh, Lars, Larson McCord. <laughs> That's his uh, poster name. Uh, he, he posted these stats about when Mac Jones came in the game when Tua was injured. Tua was injured against Tennessee. He was later injured against Mississippi State, uh, as we all remember. And Mac came in, and he posted what Mac's numbers were coming in to replace injured Tua. They were very pedestrian, quite pedestrian. But then he posted, okay, these were his numbers against Arkansas when he had to start the Arkansas game for the first time because Tua was out, and they were fantastic. And, and, and the point being that, hey, it's a tough thing to come off the bench and replace the starter 
and run his plays. You haven't prepared as a starter. In Milrose case, he hasn't really played meaningful snaps at all in his career. Uh, that's a tough, tough thing to do. Uh, I think you would see a, a little bit of a, a better Jalen Milrose should he prepare all week as the starter and have a game plan built around what he does best. And, and by that, I'm not oversimplifying. I'm not saying, uh, you know, he's just going to run the ball 25 times. Uh, I, I think Milrow has some gifts as a passer. And uh, as soon as a defense decides he can't throw the ball, that's probably when he's going to tear you up. Well, and here's the other thing. I thought Gary Danielson, who is getting worse. I mean, it's almost like he's cheering for Alabama to get a targeting call. He's like, is it targeting right there? I don't know. No, it's not targeting, Gary. It's not targeting. But anyway, um, Gary Danson did bring up a great point. He said, you know, here's the thing about Milrow coming in to play against Arkansas. They go against Milrow essentially every day in practice. You know, K.J. Jefferson is Milrow. He doesn't have Milrow speed, but I think he's a better passer than Milrow right this moment. So, I mean, they, they are eerily, eerily similar. Big dude, mobile fast, throw. Uh, so, I mean, so they're not used to going up against Bryce Young, who's deadly accurate. Um, Jimmy, I want to go ahead and tell everybody about LinkedIn. Uh, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to, and it helps you find them faster. You want to go check out LinkedIn, ASAP. I'm telling you, this is the site for you these days. Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team and helps you do it faster. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to, and it helps you do them very, very quickly. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they will, apply. Um, We have breaking news. Alabama's number one. Alabama's number one. It just came across? Yeah, it just came across. The coaches poll. The coaches poll, Alabama's number one. And, you know, I I don't care. I mean, to be honest, I'm not celebrating. I I don't really care. As long as Alabama won, Georgia two, Georgia won, Alabama two, that's going to take care of itself as long as you keep winning. It doesn't really matter. But it is fair. It is fair. It's fair. Because, it's fair based on how Georgia was ranked number correct. one. Correct. Yep. Because Tennessee, Texas is better than Missouri. And if you're going to take off Alabama um, uh, playing a tough game at Texas, if you're going to say, uh, we got to dock y'all some, some cred, uh, then you got to dock Georgia because Georgia, for all intents and purposes, should have lost that game. Now, they're better than Missouri 100 times out of 100, but maybe not 100 times, maybe not 101 times. That 101th time, 101th. You can see what I did there. I don't know why I did that. Um, Jimmy, okay, so let's go back to Bryce Young for a second. Do you have anything that makes you think Bryce Young will be missing multiple weeks? Uh, I I don't have any news to report. I don't have any confirmed news. All all I'll just say is based on what I I hear, I I, I guess we will see Bryce Young next week. That's what I think is going to happen is that Bryce will quarterback the AM game uh, based on what – and I'm based on primarily on what Nick Saban said post-game, really. Uh, that's, not a, that's not a big secret. I mean, Saban said it himself. I mean, it's a – you know, we'll, we'll 
I, I believe Bryce will play next week. Uh, if he doesn't, I think he would be back very soon. All right, let's go to Jameer Gibbs for a second. But before we get to Gibbs, who was a stud, I mean, if you had told somebody, if you just had it like in black and white and didn't know who was playing, you would say, oh, the Saints are playing and Alvin Kamara is going off. That he was so Alvin Kamara that Alvin Kamara probably had to look at his passport in London and go, am I sure I'm in London? Because <laughs> I'm supposed to be playing the Vikings today, but it looks like I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He was fantastic, and it was very similar to the run. Both of his runs are very similar to the run he made in the 8A game. This is what we've been waiting for. And I, all the credit, all the credit to the offensive line. The offensive line was um, – they've been much maligned on the run blocking, especially in the fourth quarter. They got their act together. Yes, they had some moments where they held, and yes, they, they, they didn't play a perfect game. But in the fourth quarter, they were really good. And the vision on Jameer Gibbs to make that cutback and the, the speed at which he changes direction to – I mean, he's going to the right, going to the right, up, going straight. And, I mean, the hole that he saw develop – was flat out amazing. I don't know that we've had a back with that kind of vision. We've had better backs, I think, but we had we had, had a back with that kind of vision, um, in in my opinion. I mean, maybe Trent Richardson at times, but uh, boy, I was so impressed. And um, one of our loyal listeners emailed me and said, "Hey, would y'all talk about uh, Seth at center? What kind of job he did? I thought he did a really nice job. I mean, we were worried to death on our little text chain before in that Dalcourt." Wasn't going to be playing. Well, Seth would play above and beyond what I thought he could do. And um, so, man, overall, Jimmy, really, really fired up about the running game. Jason McClellan, of course, he didn't get going. He got a little nicked up early, but he did get a touchdown late. Milrose run was spectacular. I, I, I wanted him to score so badly on that run. And But the, here's the thing, and – for the most part, I would say Bill O'Brien called a pretty good game and and had Bryce Young been able to play the whole game, I really do believe he'd had 450 yards passing. He was on target. He, I mean, even his interception wasn't his fault. Um, so I think Bill O'Brien, if he had been able to use Bryce the whole time, I think he – but, my God, Bill O'Brien, if we ever, 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 ever get down to the two-yard line again after our monstrous – running back of a quarterback takes us down there. And then you decide you want to do a play action pass on first and goal. Right. I I give full authority to anybody who's in that booth with you to fire you then. And the beautiful thing was, and everybody saw it, Nick Saban said on TV, almost got picked up by CBS cameras, run the effing ball. And he was as frustrated as the rest of us. Just run it. Right. I'll just uh, – just one word. Uh, I mean, first of all, I, I agree. I'm not a, a complain about play call guys. Everybody listens to the show knows. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's a difficult job. There's all sorts of things going on that fans are unaware of uh, when these play calls are made. But on the surface, that was a play call that set me off, and I don't get set off much. I was very, very upset, <laughs> very when uh it, it, when Milrow threw that ball in that situation, I would just want one word based on how how our offense is designed and run, and and it could have been an RPO situation that might have been a Milrow thing and not an O'Brien thing. 
which means shame on Milrow and shame on the coaches that that could allow for such a possibility because Jalen's just not experienced enough, I think, to to have that that level of of authority. But you know, it could have been an RPO type situation, regardless of what happened. That should have been four runs from the two, from uh, from Milrow or from Gibbs or from Roy Dell or anybody. Uh, once we got down to the two, we, we had to get our touchdown there and uh, risking a turnover was or risking losing yards and not being able to turn it into four runs. I, I thought that was ridiculously bad. It, it just might have been a Milrow decision and, and not O'Brien for sure. But, you know, we, we, we probably told. Even if Bryce Young were in there, and I could understand if Bryce Young were in there, that's sort of his thing. We talked about this last week. Maybe we're just a passing team, short passing team, and occasional deep ball with Bryce Young in there. I'm cool with that. Even with Bryce in there in that situation, and we just had – and Bryce Young had just run 77 yards, why make a quarterback who's a backup, who's probably got nerves out the yin-yang, who just ran 77 yards, why – He's got to be a little mentally foggy at the moment, just in that moment. Why even put that thought in his head to do that? That's my take on it. I couldn't agree more. I mean, like I said, I never, or uh, well, I guess it's ne not never, I rarely get upset about play calls. I get upset about poor execution. But that was a play call that set me off. I, I thought it was absurd, t t just total incompetence, frankly. But – uh, you know, I, I still believe Bill O'Brien is very good at his job. He's very good coaching these quarterbacks. Alabama's offense scored 49 on the road uh, with a backup quarterback uh, against, uh, you know, and ran the ball for over 300 yards in this game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with, with who's captaining our offense. But, yeah, individual things can, can, can be frustrating. Let me tell everybody about bet online. Look, if you bet on Alabama this past weekend, you kicked the little bootay. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting this info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game start okay so we got to talk a little bit about the penalties alabama has what 10 penalties oh. over 100 yards again um and I, some of them fine i mean you know you a uh, uh, false start here a hold uh the hold on Je the first hold on cohen was kind of first big. hold on cohen terrible it you really know, was a, terrible now that'll set me off and what i mean by that is there is holding <laughs> on virtually every play on every play, there's something you can find that's a legitimate hold. And if you want to set me off holding when it's not holding, that's ah, – right. ah. See, I'm more mad about that than but, I was about throwing inside the five. But, you know, the, the one that really set me off, and I think everybody's in agreement on this one, Henry T, man, what on God's green earth are you doing? We're off the field. We got a sack. You come in from out of nowhere – and push a man. I mean, it makes no sense. I, as soon as it happened, I thought the flag was a, a hair late. As soon as it happened, I was like, don't throw a flag. Oh, there it is. I mean, <laughs> it was so stupid and deserved. 
and they end up getting a field goal out of it. You know, that's yeah, the thing. That's a bad, bad play. It reminded me of what Will did at Texas, you know, uh, which was just – I mean, it's just – I think it's a brain – just a brain fart at the worst time. I mean, there's nothing – it's a brain fart. There's nothing uh, mean-spirited about it or, I don't care if Agreed. I get a penalty. I'm going to hit this guy because I hate him. Uh, I mean, no, that it's just – competitive brain fart and and yeah that was that was bad it's very frustrating but yeah we saw will do it at texas to me it was kind of similar and another thing you know so henry t will and our and jordan battler are, i would say our three leaders on defense yeah that's right battle. battle yeah battle in the back and henry in the middle and and uh up front it's probably dj dale or but, byron Young. but the, so now Will had the moment at Texas, which he's been like perfect since then. I mean, he's he's actually right. number two in sacks in the SEC now, uh, behind Drew Sanders, ironically. Um, and then Henry T had his moment. I could also argue, man, there was a play yesterday when on third down battle. I, Will Anderson was all over KJ Anderson. He hits the guy. Um, he hits his receiver. And the receiver gets it. Battle has him tackled eight yards short of the marker, and he wriggles out of Battle's tackle. Yep. And so there's three big moments from our leaders that they got to kick it up a notch. Now, Will Anderson's already done it, and um, we need Henry to, to pick it up a notch from that. He's smarter than that. He's a smart dude. Battle is a sure tackler. He's got to be even more of a sure tackler than he's been. Um, the special teams gaffes, man, oh. I, dude. What on God green earth? What was that snap? To, do does anybody have an idea of what the hell that snap was? That was at a forty-five degree angle. Like wow. my, my read on it, and, and I don't know. I'm, I, I bet Saban does address it. I hope so. I, watching it, I thought. I think sometimes what can happen is long snapper looks either you know between his legs or to his side, and he see. I think he snapped it directly where he intended to snap. I think he was snapping it to that guy. I think he thought that was Burnham. I mean, I, I think he just snapped it to the wrong guy. Like, hey, where's my where's my punter? Oh, there he is. And snap the ball is like, oh, oh no, that's not the punter. Uh, and that that's that's the only thing I could figure, unless the ball just slipped slipped out of his hands or something. Or if it did slip though, it slipped really well. I mean, it slipped it like a, it directly. He, 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 oh yeah, he snapped it directly to one of the upbacks. Maybe he thought it was a. Maybe he thought a fake was called, and he was snapping it to like, uh, wasn't that guy supposed to catch it and then throw it because this is what the play call was? Uh, I don't know. It it was so bad. We, we we're we're making up potential explanations because bad snap doesn't cover it. That wasn't a bad snap. He yeah. he appeared to intentionally snap the ball to that dude, the wrong dude. It was so bad. It's almost like I don't know that I want Saban to address it because I feel like maybe if we just don't talk about it, it'll go away. You think? You know what's kind of funny is there's there's Instagram. I've posted them on my board. There's Instagram videos of Neil and Hibbett, the long snapper. He coaches a sorority flag football team, and there are videos. There's five of them of of that are somewhat comical, and it's Neil and Hibbett basically making joke after joke to the girls about how bad they are at flag football. And I'm like, dude, 
we desperately now need those girls to do their own video about how bad that snap was. That would be funny. He's got that coming. He's got that coming after his Instagram videos. And well, I don't mean, that mean I don't mean it mean spirited. I just think it'd be sort of funny. Well, I do too. And I, I will also say this. I, I am all for those videos. I hope he makes a little money off of them somehow. However, people, I still don't understand how a lot of these people make money on, on uh, Instagram stuff. I know the women like to put the camera way up here. So it shows down on them and they, that's how they make money. I don't know. I've just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't worked for me. Quite the huh? That was quite the tutorial uh, and, but, and news. I mean, like, okay, now I know something new. Have you ever seen that? Like there was a, a TikTok video on that. Like a woman was saying, hey, have you ever wondered why women take camera shots from like sort of overhead, like looking down? It's not because they all just do that coincidentally. It is. No, whenever they got that selfie stick thing, they're always yeah. holding, it, holding it up aloft. True. And everybody looks like Dolly Parton from that angle. It's amazing. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I'm all for his doing those videos. But when you make a snap like that, I'm like, chill on those videos for a while and let's <laughs> snap it to our punter. And then you can get back to the videos. <laughs> we don't even punt much. It's funny. No one knows the long snapper until something like that happens. Yeah, now we true. all know. <laughs> yeah, because they did show him a lot too. He kept like yeah. after that play, they kept after every replay, they kept showing him like with his helmet off. If I were him, I would have kept my helmet on and probably turned it the other way. So people couldn't see my face. But, um, and the other thing is, we got to tell our punter, you have to kick that out of bounds. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, he, he panicked a little bit and and just, yeah. Or kick it out of the end zone, I mean, not out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, or just, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode, man. There's so much more to cover on this. We still got to talk about the receivers. Got to talk about the young receivers next time. Uh, Isaiah Bond. Holy cow. Did Isaiah Bond's long catch not remind you a little bit? of Jalen Waddle's long catch against Louisville in 2018 when Tua hit him deep and he and he kind of fell down. Now, he had to stretch out a little more than Bond did this time, but their first long catch for each one of those guys, they both kind of fall down, which would, should have been an easy touchdown either way. Yeah, I think that was Waddle's true was. freshman year. 17. First game. Yeah, first game. Number 17. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Oh, we'll That's going to we'll do it. About this game for day. There, there's so much more to cover about this game. It's going to be hard to do all we can to review everything and say everything we need to say about Arkansas before we even get to A&M, you know, later in the week. Here's one more thing I got to throw out there. CBS pregame and in-game did no favors to Sam Pittman's physique. I love Sam Pittman. <laughs> but the way they kept showing him, it was almost like he needed to take an Instagram CBS, selfie from above. CBS, hold the camera up over his head. <laughs> but I was like, dude, he y'all don't do this to this man. He's a he's a fine human being. Don't make it look like he's what like Kramer he's and Frank Constanza were talking about with the man's ear. <laughs> he looks like Dolly Parton with the camera over his head. Donald Parton. All right. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for today's episode. Until next time. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.